0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back inside the MLB Radio Vaults. I'm Matt Waybuyer. The 1990 World Series could have been baseball's adaptation of David versus Goliath, though certainly no slouch after a 91-win campaign The Cincinnati Reds were heavy underdogs against a defending world champion Oakland A's club, which had racked up 103 victories and were appearing in their third straight fall classic. But behind some timely hitting and the vaunted Nasty Boys bullpen, the Reds had raced out to a stunning 3-0 series lead. The date was October 20th, 1990, and the Reds were on the doorstep of their first title in 14 years. With the call of Game 4 of the 1990 World Series is longtime radio voice of the Reds, Marty Brenneman. Good evening, everybody, from the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. Welcome once again to Reds Baseball. It's Game Number 4 of the 1990 World Series. The Reds are looking to finish it off tonight after an 8-3 to victory here last night to take a three-games-to-nothing lead over the defending world champions. Tonight's pitching matchup is the same as we had in Game 1 last Tuesday night at Riverfront. It'll be Jose Rio against Dave Stewart, a matchup that resulted in a Cincinnati seven to nothing victory. We'll be back to take a look at the game four starting lineups in just a moment. If you're ready now, the starting lineups tonight. First for Cincinnati, Barry Larkin will lead off and play shortstop. Batting second and in center field, Billy Hatcher. Paul O'Neill will be in right field. He'll bat third, hitting fourth in left field, Eric Davis. Batting number five, the designated hitter, Hal Morris. Getting sixth, third baseman Chris Sabo. Todd Benzinger will bat seventh. He'll be at first base. Getting eighth, the catcher Joe Oliver. Batting ninth, at second base Mariano Duncan, and doing the pitching right-hander Jose Rio. What's more for the Reds, Larkin at short, Hatcher in center, O'Neill in right, Davis in left field, Morris to D8, Sabo at third, while the bottom third again has Benzinger at first, Oliver catching, and Duncan at second base. For the Oakland Athletics, Ricky Henderson will lead off, and he'll play left field batting second and right field willie mcgee batting third the center fielder dave henderson getting fourth dh harold Baines. hitting number five at third base carney lansford batting six the catcher jamie quirk getting number seven at first base mark mcguire batting eighth, second baseman willie randolph getting ninth at shortstop mike gallego and doing the pitching for oakland right-hander dave stewart Again for the Athletics, Ricky Henderson in left, McGee in right, Dave Henderson in center, Baines the DH, Lansford at third, Court catching, with McGuire at first, Randolph at second, and Gallego at short. The Reds and the Athletics, the fourth game of the 1990 World Series. We'll be back with a play-by-play action in just a moment. The Athletics are taking the field. Of course, the standing-room-only house here at the Oakland-Alameda County Coliseum. Dave Stewart. Given the baseball tonight, trying to stave off 1990 World Series elimination. But probably the bigger story tonight, as you know, I've already noted by now, the absence of Jose Canseco from the Oakland lineup. Tony Larusa implied after last night's 8-3 loss that he might well sit down as superstar tonight. And that's exactly what he's done, putting uh, Willie McGee in right field, playing Dave Henderson in center, uh an interesting move and i guess this some extent joe a very shocking move because while he's only one for eleven he can run into one or two
1: in a ball game and change the complexion of it well there's no question about it i think last night Marty, uh he, he, it kind of gives you a little feeling what canseco can uh, mean to you just uh, mentally when uh, he came to the plate with two out are two on, and hit the fly ball to O'Neal down the right field line. And uh, so uh, having him out of the lineup uh, is all right. I, I'm sure that Tony has decided, well, we got to try to get something uh, put together here that uh, might score some runs, and this is what he has come up with. And search uh, Jamie Quirk catching tonight. uh Taking over Terry Steinbach, and uh, I don't know if maybe Terry's arm might be bothering him uh, where he was hit by Larkin last night or not, but. uh, Tony La Russa is shaking up their lineup and uh, hoping for some offense and uh, hopefully it doesn't work and the Reds can jump on the old airplane about noon tomorrow and head back to a big celebration. Well,
0: the next two and a half to three hours will tell the story, although we can tell you that most of the so-called experts who have covered this series feel like it's uh, almost a mortal lock that Dave Stewart will pitch well enough to win this game tonight for Oakland. You know that uh, no team has ever come back from a three-games-to-none deficit to win a World Series. And Oakland, with its back flat up against a proverbial wall, going to work right now with their 22-game winner on the mound. Barry Larkin leading it off. 357 batter in this World Series. Stewart delivers. A pitch is taken high for a ball, and this game is underway. 64-degree game time temperatures amidst a setting sun here in the Bay Area. Winds out of the west at 13 miles an hour. Larkin waiting on the pitch, and he takes a strike, and the count evens at 1-1. The problem that Stewart had in Cincinnati was his inability to throw strikes. Basically, he had trouble getting his breaking ball over, and as a result, was not around very long as the Reds went on to post that 7-0 victory. Here is the 1-1 pitch, and Larkin takes it way inside, and off the of catcher Jamie Quirk, two balls and one strike. Defensively, Mark McGuire at first, Willie Randolph at second, Mike Gallego at short, Carney Lansford at third, no changes in the Oakland infield. In left field, Ricky Henderson, Dave Henderson in center with Willie McGee in right, replacing Canseco, and Jamie Quirk making his first appearance behind the plate. Larkin swings and hits it in the air. It'll be handled by either Henderson or McGee. It'll be Henderson moving toward right center to make the catch. And retired leading off the game on a fly ball to center. Bringing up Billy Hatcher. Hatcher taking a shot at a couple of World Series records tonight. Babe Ruth holds the World Series record for hits in a four game series with 10. Hatcher has nine right now. There's a strike. And in a four game World Series, Babe Ruth also holds a batting average at 625. And Hatcher comes into game four tonight batting 750. He's down a strike as Stewart kicks and throws, and the pitch is fouled back, and it's 0-2, just like that. Billy collected a couple of hits last night and five times up after getting seven hits in his first seven times up in the first two games in Cincinnati. But in a hole, two strikes as Paul O'Neill waits on deck. Hatcher levels at bat. Stewart rocks to the windup, bringing it on up there, and Hatcher hit. And apparently got it on the elbow, and Billy in all sorts of pain... He is down and, I mean, hurting and hurting rather badly. Up the third baseline, he went down immediately. Larry Starr, the Reds' trainer, is out there, along with Lou Pinella, who has just now arrived on the scene. That ball might have gotten Hatcher on the left wrist.
1: Either the wrist or the hand, and uh, uh, a fastball hit him right on the back of the left hand. And uh, certainly, we hope uh, nothing serious for Billy, certainly in quite a bit of pain and I don't know whether that was a message or not. I would have to think so. You wow. don't come quite that far inside, do you? Yeah, I don't think so. And, I, you know, it's also
0: interesting. This is the first time I can recollect in four games that an Oakland pitcher has pitched inside. That,
1: that severely will say. Yeah. And, uh, certainly, uh, the fastball, no question about it. And hitting Billy on that hand, and he is still down and... Uh, Hopefully, again, it's nothing serious, but uh, that's uh, something that, you know, you look at a series like it, and uh, the way the Reds have, uh, in a sense, handled the Oakland pitching staff uh, throughout, and uh, you say, well, do you retaliate? Well, uh, under the circumstances, uh, no. No. I agree with you. You uh, just, you know, say, well, someday we'll have a chance. But that's kind of the way it is in the American League. Pitchers, of course, not having to hit and absolutely and drill people all they want to and knowing that they don't have to step to the plate and somebody else has to uh, uh, bear the retaliation. And uh, normally, I guess, in this case, it would be Jamie Quirk if you chose to do that. Right. Thank
0: you. Interestingly enough, though, uh, comments in the papers this morning from the commissioner of baseball Fay vincent who came out very vocally against the designated hitter and said there's a move underway right now on his part to try and maybe phase it out over the next uh, couple of years uh, he is not a fan of the designated hitter he wants to see it outlawed in major league baseball to make the rules uh Uh, The same for both the National and American League, and I think all of us in the National League would love to see that that day will come and
1: baseball will return to the American League as it ought to be played. Well, that's true, and, uh, you know, it's a shame the two leagues don't agree on it, but baseball was meant to have the pitcher hitting and uh, so on and so forth, and uh, hopefully uh, Mr. Vincent can get the job done, the commissioner. It would be nice to be equal, and certainly I think he would have more in favor of returning to the National League style as opposed to the DH style.
0: Herm Winningham had gone down to the bullpen to start loosening up, but uh, at least for the moment, his services will not be needed. Hatcher will remain in the ballgame. He's down at first base now, and the Reds have him on with one out for Paul O'Neill. Paul batting 111 in the World Series. Had his first hit a single here last night. Has driven in a run. Quick step off by Stewart. He did that an awful lot in the short time he was around at Riverfront last Tuesday night. Billy bouncing off the bag, O'Neill leveling the bat. The right-hander stretches and throws, the runner goes, here's a throw down by Quirk, and got him. The shortstop took the throw, Mike Gallego to knock off Billy Hatcher stealing. So the Reds waste no time, testing the arm of Jamie Quirk, who started all of 26 games in the 1990 regular year he throws the strike down to Gallego and Hatcher's gone and the 0-1 pitch to O'Neill is taken at the knees for a strike I'll make that an even count now a one ball and one strike two down nobody on here's the pitch and a slow one inside getting away from the Oakland catcher now you see the replay and he's safe tagged him Appeared to tag him on the seat of the pants and his foot was already on the bag let that old deal about if the ball gets down well ahead of the runner, they're going to call him out more often than not. Here's a check swing liner foul down beyond the Oakland third base dugout. Plate on fire tonight from the American League, Ted Hendry at first, Randy Marsh of the National. Bruce Freming again filling in for Larry Barnett of the American League. Fremming uh, at second base, Barnett ill with a virus. Here's a line drive, fair down the left field, liner foul, foul ball. Paul hit that ball hard. Mark McGuire hardly had enough time to react before it was by, him, but just foul. So Framing at second, filling in for Barnett. Over at third from the National, Frank Pulley. On the left field line, American League umpire Rocky Rowe. And on the right field line from the National League, Jim Quick. Two balls, two strikes, two out. Nobody on here in the top of the first. And the pitch from Stewart is taken in the dirt. And his control is not exactly up to snuff here in the first inning tonight. Three balls, two strikes. O'Neill trying to become a two out base runner for the man on deck, Eric Davis. And the payoff pitch is coming, and it's bounced to second. Willie McGee makes a pickup, flipping onto McGuire, and the inning is over. No runs, no hits, and nobody left on. After a half inning of play, it's the Reds nothing, and the A's are coming up. Mm. Jose Rio standing behind a man, getting his thoughts together before making his second World Series start. He was a winning pitcher, as we mentioned, in the opener at Riverfront Stadium. Last Tuesday night, pitching seven innings of seven-hit baseball. Walk two struck out five. He became only the third Dominican-born player to win a game in a World Series. Joaquin Andujar won two for the Cardinals in the 1982 Series. Here's Ricky Henderson, and the pitch is taken for a strike. While Alejandro Pena beat the A's once in the 1988 Series for the Dodgers in Game 1. Kind of interesting with the influx of players of the major leagues from the Dominican Republic that there have only been three pitchers from that country to win a game in a World Series one ball one strike and a series that has seen the A's as a team slump and slump badly Henderson is the exception batting 417 at a home run here last night he swings and hits a very high fly ball to left Eric Davis waiting on it and he makes the catch one out Willie McGee, who gets a call in right field tonight for Kansas City. This reminder, listen to the big one next week for your chance to send your family to Walt Disney World, all from 700 WLW. Now Willie McGee, who's been up six times in the series, has had one hit. He started game one, had a hit in five times up, and the pitch is fouled off. The former Cardinal is switch hitter up there, of course, batting left-handed. Lou Piniella and Stan Williams will pay very close attention to that blister on the finger of Jose And See if that causes him any problems in the early innings. The pitch is in the dirt dugout by Oliver. One ball and one strike. He certainly didn't appear to be concerned about it when we chatted with him down in the dugout when the Reds were preparing to take batting practice earlier this afternoon. 1-1 1-1 to count. McGee batted 324 over the course of the year. His combined numbers with both the Cardinals where he won the National League batting crown despite being traded in August to Oakland. He lines one over third. That's a fair ball. Foul ball down the left field line. Well, oh, it had some hook on it. and Just foul as it went over third base and on down the left side. A ball and two strikes. Just for the record, and I'm sure you've probably heard it, since last night's 8-3 to win gave the Reds a three games to nothing lead. Teams taking that kind of lead have won all 17 World Series in which it occurred. And just three of the 17 teams, down none to three, have managed to prolong the series by winning game four. And all three of those Game 4 winners have gone on to lose Game 5 and end the series. Line drive into the left center field, and Davis made the catch. No, he didn't. The ball got away from him, and Eric is injured as McGee goes to second base. Marty
1: Eric down, and I'm sure he jammed that left shoulder, and uh, this isn't starting off too good at all. Got to the double to Willie McGee and once again Eric had the ball and he is in a, a whole bunch of pain as he is down flat of his face and Larry Starr and Lou Pinello on their way out and Eric uh, great try, had it in his glove and then when he hit the, the, the grass uh, the ball jarred out and hopefully it's just a little aggravation but he is definitely in a lot of pain you could see him where he you well. Know, it could well be his right shoulder as we uh, look at it now. Thought maybe because of that left shoulder that it uh, could be it. But now the way he landed, definitely it jammed that right shoulder. And we'll see how this works out. And Eric uh, sitting up now, but uh, still Larry started looking at him and checking things out. So. Boy, we have had enough this inning already. Hatcher hitting hit by the pitch, and uh, Eric now they uh, really jammed his. Well, now it looks like they're looking at his right rib cage. Uh, Larry Star uh, right at the right his right rib cage, and uh, maybe uh, in hitting the turf, the elbow came up and got him in the ribs.
0: Well, Davis still down flat on his back as Larry Starr examines him, and we saw Hatcher, of course, get hit in the first inning by the Dave Stewart pitch. There seemed to be some question for a while as to whether or not he'd be able to remain in the ball game, and now Davis is making uh, the type of effort that he always makes. In fact, had the ball in his glove when he then hit the turf. The ball fell free. McGee went to second for a double and they are still examining Eric Davis out in left field. And he is still flat on his back and, uh, and looks to be in some discomfort. There's no question about that. Rio has thrown a few pitches down to Joe Oliver. Waiting for when we get back to play. And Dave Henderson will be at the plate with McGee at second and one out.
1: I just wonder also if Eric had the wind knocked on him along with this, and uh, apparently he's in pretty good pain, so we'll see what uh, Lou decides to do here, but uh, Eric's still down flat of his back, and Larry Starr now reaching around the backside of the uh, right rib cage and uh, seeing if he can find a tender spot on, uh, as far as Eric's ribs, and hopefully it's nothing uh, that serious, but we uh, you just don't know when they're down that long. It could be cracked ribs, or it could have pulled the cartilage loose,
0: whatever. Rio now summoning Joe Oliver. They meet midway between the plate and the mound. I'm sure this long delay is uh, is not helping Jose Riho, while Herm Winningham is... Uh, is uh, all attention directed out toward left field, where Eric Davis is still down, and the Reds very shortly going to have to make a decision one way or the other as to whether or not Eric's going to be able to remain in the ball game or have to come out. He's now in about a, a, a seated position, but he's still hurting. Mike Lahine, Dr. Michael Lahine, the Reds team physician, is now going out to take a look. So in a span of less than an inning, we've seen Billy Hatcher get hit on the left hand. And we've seen Eric Davis suffer some type of an injury. And it appears to be somewhere in the rib area. He made a fine effort on that ball and in fact had it before hitting hard on the grass and losing it going tumbling over and uh, they've got the trainer out there danny wright the assistant trainer to larry starr as well as team physician dr michael Lahan. and it looks like uh, eric i'm sure is going to make every effort in the world to try and stay in the game he's walking around right now but has a very definite grimace on his face breathing in and out inhaling and expelling air And uh, I'm sure under the circumstances, uh, given the fact that we're in a World Series, these umpires are going to be a whole lot more lenient in terms of the time that is taken to make a determination on a player like Davis as to whether or not he can stay in or have to leave. Well, it appears
1: the, the problem is in his uh, the more uh, back, the right side, and uh, that's what uh, he's reaching for. And now the fans uh, are getting a little upset uh, with Eric and uh, I don't know whether it's Glenn Braggs and Herb Winningham loosening up, but. Uh, We'll see if Lou decides to make a change uh, with Eric, but uh, apparently, well, as you say, uh, Marty going to try to stay in the ball game? but uh, the way and the discomfort he appears to be having, I would think not, but we'll just have to wait and see. Well, he's going to stay in,
0: Joe. He just took his cap. It looked like Bruce Fremming had the cap. He handed it to him, and uh, Eric is going to make an attempt. So, a horde of folks leaving the field. Lou Pinella, Larry Starr, Danny Wright, and uh, Michael Lehigh, and the red team doctor heading back toward the first base dugout. Eric uh, down in a squat position now out in left field appears to be moving around rather gingerly out there, so that's something to to keep an eye on. He's due to lead off the top of the second. Dave Here's Dave Henderson. At 271 during the year with 20 home runs. A 333 World Series batter. No homers or runs batted in, but he's got Willie McGee out there at second base with one away. Henderson now with the D.H. Harold Beans on deck and Rio trying to dodge a bullet here in the first inning. He checks McGee back at second. He comes to the plate, and Henderson hits it in the air. Out in short center field, Mariano Duncan ranging back on the grass to make the catch, and that's out number two. Now Harold Baines will step in. It is first postseason home run last night, and it was a rocket into the seats in right field with a runner aboard in the second inning that gave the A's a brief 2-1 lead. His only hit in five plate appearances of course uh, was not in their lineup for either game one or two at Riverfront due to the absence of the designated hitter Baines something of a defensive liability in the twilight of what has been a very good career for him but he can still swing that bat left-handed batter McGee at second two out Reho throws and the pitches up a ball well Jose did not break tradition despite the fact that he was in Oakland rather than in Cincinnati as far as his uh, game day meal is concerned, here comes a one pitch and Baines takes that one way high. Jose eats pasta, lasagna to be exact, on every day that he starts a ball game in Cincinnati from Campanello's, the Italian restaurant in uh, downtown Cincinnati, and they federal expressed it out here to him, he said the The uh, kitchen at the hotel, the Park 55 Hotel that we stay in in downtown San Francisco, heated it up for him. He said the garlic bread was outstanding, and so he feels like, as many players do, a superstition, that uh, maybe that will give him a little extra added advantage against the A's tonight. They just decided to go ahead and walk Maines. out as an intentional walk and it brings to the plate third baseman Carney Lansford two on two out bottom of the first no score Lansford takes the strike he's hitting 273 in the first three games without a run batted in three hits and 11 times up got McGee at second he's got Baines at first two men out and Lansford lines it back to the middle for a base hit that's going to bring McGee around Henderson or Baines will stop at second and the Athletics take a one nothing lead Carney Lansford and that is something that I'm sure manager Tony La Russa hopes that he will see a whole lot more of tonight because this ball club in that respect has struggled big time in this World Series the inning continues for Jamie Quirk he's a left-handed batter we mentioned he started all at 26 games during the regular season with two men out and two men on base. First RBI of the series for Lansford. And the first at-bat of this World Series for Jamie Quirk. Checks his swing. It's ball one. He was a teammate of Danny Jackson's in 1985 when they were in the playoffs in the World Series. Kansas City Royals. were taking a strike. It evens at 1-1. McGee double with one out. Henderson, after the long delay, checking on the well-being of Eric Davis in left field. Popped a second, but Baines got an intentional walk and they made that backfire. Lansford did with a base hit to center field. Well, a couple of hits in the inning. With an intentional walk, the A's have scored, and it's a 1-1 count on Jamie Quirk. Rijo kicks and throws, and the pitch is swung on and missed. He batted 281 during the season at 26 RBIs, three home runs. Due to bad next would be first baseman Mark McGuire. Worth making just a moment as he steps back in now. Levels the bat. Jose to the belt and to the plate. And is taken inside. Two balls, two strikes. It's interesting watching Riho renew old acquaintances with a lot of the the athletic fans prior to the third game of the series here yesterday. And a lot of folks at uh, were solidly in his corner when he was a member of this organization before being traded over to Cincinnati in the Dave Parker deal. 2-2 pitch, and that's inside. He almost hit him, and the count goes full. Three balls, two strikes. So the runners will be moving. Harold Baines at second, Carney Lansford at first. A three-two count on Jamie Quirk. Now Field playing the left-handed batter straight away, and Rio cranking up that payoff pitch, and it's a swing and a miss. He struck him out, and that ends the inning. But the Oakland Athletics get a run on two hits with two laps, and at the end of one complete, it's the A's one and the Reds nothing. Oakland at the end of an inning another bad news Eric Davis leaving the ball game he is being escorted down behind home plate in that runway that leads up into the Reds clubhouse along with Dr. Michael Lahan Eric still appears to be in uh, quite a bit of discomfort so he is finished for this ball game I'm sure that Lou Piniella is going to be very interested to know what the ultimate result of whatever tests or x-rays they run on Eric especially in the event that the A's win this ball game
1: tonight and extend it beyond a fourth game. Marty, uh, in uh, the continuous replay of uh, Eric uh, trying to make the catch, it looks like when you really look at it is when he hit the turf, his elbow came up and and hit him in the ribs. And uh, you'd have to feel that uh, quite possibly Eric might have a cracked rib or pull the cartilage away from a rib cage Uh, we'll certainly just have to wait and see but uh, uh, it's a little too much discomfort uh, to think it's nothing serious
0: that means that glenn braggs will come to the plate and pinch hit braggs has had only one appearance so far in this world series and that was game two on wednesday night in cincinnati when he pinch hit in the eighth inning and got an rbi on a fielder's choice a ball that he hit up the middle Mike Gallego was only able to get a force out at second base and uh, was unable to get the double play as Billy Hatcher, who had triple-leading off the inning, came in to score to tie it up at 4-4. So Braggs will pinch it and no doubt remain in the ballgame. And uh, interesting story and a sidelight to this World Series as it relates to Braggs. And the state of Hawaii. Braggs is the first baseball player to play and graduate from the University of Hawaii. And all of a sudden... He has become a local hero in the 50th state. Mike Evans, who is a morning radio personality and an old friend out in Honolulu, just arrived into San Francisco uh, today and brought some goodies from the islands for the Reds players and also for Glenn Braggs. He takes the ball. There was a flowered lay for each player in their locker when they arrived here at the Oakland Coliseum today, along with a box for each player of chocolate-covered macadamia nuts. And they were delicious. I can imagine that they were. Also a proclamation from the governor of Hawaii, so he's got one state solidly behind him, and uh, pinch hitting for Eric Davis here in the second inning as he takes the strike, and the count is 1-1. a pitch from Stewart swing at a miss, and he broke the bat. The bat breaks and falls right on the plate. All that Glenn had when he completed his swing was a bad handle, and we've seen that happen before down in Atlanta not too long
1: after he came over from Milwaukee. The second time that has happened, and he swings and misses, and the ball, the bat, and his follow-through hits his back, and that's when it snaps. So just a little uh, bit of the strength of one Glenn Bragg. Two
0: strikes as he comes back out of the dugout with a new bat in his hand. Oakland in front, one to nothing. Lansford single home run with two out on the first inning. Eric Davis is left because of an injury. And Braggs, who will forevermore be remembered in Reds baseball history for that fine catch he made on Carmelo Martinez with a runner on in the ninth inning of the clinching sixth game of the league championship series. He hits a high fly ball back into left field. Ricky Henderson drifting back and just short of a warning track, he's got it. We'll pause for station identification on 700 WLW. One down here in the top of the second. Bragg's a fly ball to left. It brings up Hal Morris for the second straight night, the DH, and he swings and misses. Hal has really not swung the bat particularly well in the World Series, as the one hitting 11 times up will attest to. He's driven on a run. And an outstanding league championship series against Pittsburgh. He hits it foul off third. The ball heading back toward the seats and will drop well back of the Oakland dugout. 0 2. Persebo on deck, the hero of last night's 8 3 victory. Morrison a hole, two strikes. for the side from quirk and the wind-up and the pitch and it's high for a ball Can't give Hal a lot of room down the right field line here's the pitch and he checks his swing on a pitch down and in the third base umpire gives the call Frank fully two balls two strikes Stewart made 19 starts during the 1990 season following an Oakland loss the A's have won 13 of those 19 starts and Stewart himself is 12 and 6 with one no decision so he has certainly been a stopper as you would expect a guy who was 22 and 11 to be here is the fly ball to left Anderson will play that one with no problem two out. To left Morris follows suit, and Sabo will be the batter with two out of nothing going on. When you hear about a player in any sport having a fine all around night, that tag certainly applied to Sabo last night. Two home runs, three RBIs. He also set a World Series record by accepting 10 chances at third base without an error. The pitch is in for a strike. He's batting 500 in the World Series with the two home runs and he's driven in five runs. Stewart bringing it and Sabo taking it outside a ball. One ball, one strike. And the break-even pitch. Sabo taking a strike on the inside corner. One and two. with a one-run lead early and a count advantage against the right-handed batting Chris Sabo with two out. The pitch. And it misses way outside. Two balls, two strikes. Should this game go to number five tomorrow night? It would be the final game to be played here in Oakland should it go past five games. And the probables in that one would be Danny Jackson, a left-hander against right-hander Bob Welsh. 2-2 pitch. And he swings and fouls it off the plate. Goes bouncing off the third baseline. line. Ladies and gentlemen, your assistant please. doctor number 15. Doctor number 15, please report to the A's clubhouse. Well, I just made an appeal for a doctor here in the stadium. They're designated by numbers. They said report to the A's clubhouse. I wonder if they possibly have x-ray equipment over on the Oakland side because you would certainly have to think that that appeal for the doctor here in the Oakland Coliseum is having something to do with Eric Davis. A two and two on Sabo. Stewart working and Sabo lining one by Gallego and into left field for a base hit. Adding 286 with a couple of hits and seven plate appearances. Both of the hits coming in last night's ball game. He scored a run. Two hits among the 14 that the Reds picked up. In fact, in the three World Series games they have had a total of 34 base hits. 14 last night. They had... Uh, I make that uh, 37 hits. Swing and a miss by Benzinger. 14 last night. 14 in the extra inning win on Wednesday night. And then 10. 38 hits in the three games. Batting 3.42 as a team. Stewart of course a tall order. As the Reds bid to win this World Series in a four game sweep and they're on the short end of a one nothing count here in the second. Sabo leading. Stewart's Stepping off and looking back over to first base. This is the fourth stop in the Major League career of Dave Stewart, a Dodger, a member of the Texas Rangers, then the Philadelphia Phillies, coming to Oakland, and this is where he really burst on the scene. Swung on and hit well into right center field. After it is McGee, and he makes a catch. Willie McGee took extra bases away from Todd Benzinger, and a run by McGee in right center field. No runs, one hit, one left. After one and a half, one nothing, Oakland. Oakland one, Cincinnati nothing. Bottom of the second about to unfold and more bad news for the Reds. You expected that Glenn Braggs would remain in the game after pinch hitting for the injured Eric Davis. He is in fact in left field, but Herm Winningham. Write his name into the lineup in center field, replacing Billy Hatcher. So the hand apparently bothering Hatcher enough that he had to come out. Mark McGuire takes a high fastball. Dropped down to the number seven spot in the Oakland batting order for tonight's game as Tony LaRussa really shook it up. He swings and taps one along the first base side. Rio comes off the mound, picks it up, and underhands to Benzinger for the out. So Bragg's in left, batting in the cleanup spot. Winningham in center, hitting in the number two position. And the decision by Tony Larusa to lift Canseco for Willie McGee has certainly paid off already tonight. McGee double, came in to score the game's only run in the first and took away an extra base hit that would have led to a run for the final out of the second inning off the bat of Todd Benzinger. Here's Willie Randolph, batting in his usual eight spot, and he takes the strike. Don't miss the fun afternoons with Gary Burbank and Doc Wolf on the big one, 700 WLW. Randolph having a good World Series, batting 333, one ball, one strike. Tony Larusa calling Randolph as smart a player as I've ever managed in Major League Baseball. He's a winner. There's no question about that with the success that he's had in his career primarily with the New York Yankees. Two balls and one strike. But he is still waiting to play on a ball club that beats the Cincinnati Reds in a postseason ball game. Checks his swing and a foul ball apparently and it's two balls and two strikes and that one got Joe Oliver. He comes out from behind the plate hobbling who is right now spending more time on the field than he is in the dugout coming out to check Oliver out. Right off of his foot. His right foot. and Joe is gingerly walking around, but he's going to be okay. Randolph, as a rookie, was with the Pittsburgh Pirates in 1975 when the Reds beat that team three straight in the National League Championship Series. Was with the New York Yankees a year later when the Reds swept that team in the World Series and has gone 0 for 3 in this World Series as a member of the Oakland Athletics against the Cincinnati team. Swing and a foul. So Willie Randolph is 0 and 10 against Reds teams in postseason play in his Major League career. Two balls, two strikes, 1-0 Oakland. We're in the bottom of the second with one out. McGuire has bounced back to Reho. Randolph at the plate with Mike Gallego on deck and the pitch on the way. And is pulled to third. Sabo picks it up behind the bag and his throw is on the money for the second out. (laughs) Gallego, a 2.07 batter during the season, batting 100 in the World Series, has driven in a run. The batter, number nine, Mike Gallego. (laughs) did here last night has gone against the grain in World Series games in the last few years. Home teams in World Series play have lost just five of the last 22 games. Three of those home team losses have been by the A's, two in 1988 and the defeat here 8-3 to last night with the other two being by the Giants last year. One-strike count, and a foul out of play, and he's behind 0-2. Oakland, of course, hurt by the loss of Walt Weiss, who suffered a knee injury in the league championship four-game series sweep over the Boston Red Sox. He was declared out for the entire World Series and was replaced by a rookie, Mike Bordick, who has seen action in a couple of ball games. So, Gallego playing shortstop on a regular basis with Randolph going to second, whereas under normal times, they... uh, and it divided the duties at second base between Gallego and Randolph when Weiss is a fixture at shortstop. One ball, two strikes, two men out as Riho deals. And Gallego checks, and that's the ball. Two and two. The 2 2 pitch, swing and a foul. Two balls, two strikes. Should Gallego reach with two away? We'll take a look at the leadoff batter again, Ricky Henderson. Rijo turning it loose, and Gallego takes ball three, and that one just missed. Three balls, two strikes. Wire a ground out. Randolph a ground out. Here comes a payoff pitch, and it is ball four, Reho it. The Athletics, who ranks second in the American League during the 1990 year in walks, picks up their first of the night here as the number nine batter. Gallego draws the on ball, bringing Ricky Henderson back. He went off the first inning with a fly ball that Eric Davis caught in left field. Leo with a motion and a pitch, and Henderson takes it on the outside corner, a call strike. That's the way they'd like to pitch this guy. Take away his power by making him hit the other way been on base rather frequently has really not been a factor in this World Series such has been the dominance by the Reds especially in games one and three there goes Gallego pitches taken The throw by Oliver in the dirt and on into center field and Gallego will come on to third base that's the third throwing error that Joe Oliver has committed he had one in game two and game three and now one in game four a steal for Gallego had but five during the season and he's at third base as a result of the throwing error Joe not throwing well at all in this World Series. And now Oakland hopes to take advantage of it with Henderson awaiting a 1-1 pitch. The stretch and the pitch. And the fastball misses. Ball two. He has a seven-game World Series hitting streak, which includes every game in which he's played. He also has, Henderson does, a 15-game postseason batting streak he would love to extend it right here. And the pitch is high, ball three. That yeah. streak dates back to a hitless contest in game one of the 1989 American League Championship Series against Toronto. And after that, he has hit in every game in which he's played in the postseason since. Oliver out to the mound to talk with Rijo, who retired McGuire and Randolph with no problem, then got ahead to Gallego before ultimately walking him. And is in a dangerous spot here against Ricky Henderson. Three balls and one strike. The pause, the pitch. And strike two is called and is full. Third base occupied by Mike Gallego with two out. Oakland leading 1-0. Nothing. They got a two-out hit from Carney Lansford in the first inning to get their run in. And Henderson, with a payoff pitch, has taken ball four. So back-to-back walks after two were out. And the Athletics have him on the corners for Willie McGee.
1: doesn't look like Rio is missing all that badly. Now there's some uh, there have been some pretty close pitches uh, that Jose is thrown right now. Lou, going to take a trip out and uh, have a little chat with Jose and kind of calm things down a bit. Uh, Nothing uh, has happened yet. They get Willie McGee out, no problems. But, uh, you know, he's not missing six inches. He's missing by uh, inches uh, as far as the strike zone. And that Henry, uh, I haven't seen Lou or uh, Jose rather uh, say anything or question the call by Henry, the plate umpire. So Lou has had a brief meeting and heads back for the dugout. McGee hit the ball in the
0: first inning that Eric Davis suffered the undetermined injury on and ultimately required him to leave the game. Of course, McGee familiar with Reho and vice versa. As two having hooked up many times while Willie was playing with the St. Louis Cardinals. First and third, two out walks got him there. And the pitch to McGee taking lower ball. He can be a free agent at the end of this season. Can Harold Baines so the athletics will have a couple of big decisions to make trying to determine whether or not to sign one or both or neither one ball and no strikes and a throw over and Henderson is back he has stolen two bases so far in this World Series Ricky Henderson has up on the mound, throws a pitch out, but Henderson not going. Two balls and no strikes. Lou was talking before this World Series started about how early in the season he called for back-to-back pitch outs to throw a San Francisco Giant runner out. Given away. Rio is struggling with his control here in the second. He do the same thing here with a count of two and zero. And there goes Henderson. And the pitch is in for a strike. And he had such a jump that Oliver just tossed the ball back to the mound. So three steals in the series for Henderson. And Oakland now has him at second and third. Two balls, one strike, two out. Career stolen base in World Series play for Ricky Henderson to tie a record. There's a swing and a foul at the plate. Two and two on McGee. Very slow start to World Series game number four. The Hatcher injury hit by a pitch in the first. The Davis injury. Both ball players are gone, Braggs in left and Winningham in center, and Reho cranking up the 2-2 pitch, and it's a strikeout swinging, and Jose dodges a second inning bullet. No runs, no hits, one error, two men left. At the end of two in Oakland, the A's won, the Reds nothing. unfold here in Oakland. A's 1, Reds nothing. Leading off against Dave Stewart will be Joe Oliver and with a
1: play-by-play Joe Nuxle. Thank you, Marty. And Joe up for the first time in the game as Stewart delivers to him. It swung on and lined down the left field line. That's extra bases. Oliver makes the turn on his way to second. Anderson up with the ball, returns to the infield and Joe Oliver has his third double of the World Series. Well, he wastes no time jumping on Stewart's first pitch, and that'll bring Mariano Duncan to the plate. And they're going to take uh, Eric Davis to the hospital for uh, and Billy Hatcher for x-rays, so we'll wait on the report and keep your fingers crossed. Well, Duncan, for the series, a 200 batting average with an RBI. Mariano... Up that RBI last night, has stolen a base. (laughs) Stewart the stretch. And a pitch, and Duncan takes high, ball one. Each team with two base hits, the A's leading at one to nothing. Tony Lansford driving in the run for Oakland. Oliver at second base, nobody out here in the third inning. Sets and delivers, taken low and away. Two balls, no strike. Barry Larkin waiting on deck. Stewart has his sign. He sets and delivers, and Duncan swings and hits it right back to Stewart. He knocks it down, picks it up, throws to McGuire, and... has to hold a second. Oh, so Mariano hit it hard, but back to Stewart on the bounce, and he knocks it down. Oh, actually hit him on the heel of the glove, came up and hit him in the stomach, and then bounced in front of him. So with one out, Barry Larkin steps in. Lark, a fly ball to Henderson in right center, leading off the game. the from Quirk. He's to the belt, and I look back at Oliver the pitch, and Larkin takes the breaking ball high. Very a 357 batting average for the series with one RBI. Larkin a triple to drive in a run last night in that seven-run third inning. Stewart the stretch, and the pitch. Larkin swings and bounces it to Lance for the third. He goes across to McGuire to away. Birmingham to the plate for the first time. Hitting in Billy Hatcher's spot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Birmingham has been to the plate one time in the series, 0 for 1. Oliver led off the inning with a double. He's still at second base. Paul O'Neill on deck. The stretch and the pitch, and Winningham takes it low. Ball one. He's <laughs> getting her under in the first, leading one to nothing. Stewart sets, looks back at Oliver. The one zero on Herm swings and misses. Breaking ball. Even's one one for the year at 2.56 with three home runs and 17 RBIs. Stewart, the stretch. And the 1-1. Winningham bounces a foul off third. And it's 1-2 to Herm Winningham. for the sweep, trailing one to nothing. They trailed last night after two times in the plate, two to one. Law two strikes. Stores to stretch. And delivers, and Winningham takes it low and outside. It evens two two. He balls, two strikes, two out. Stewart has his sign. And the 2-2 and Winningham takes ball three, low and inside. Well, three and two, a full count to Herm Winningham. Stewart ready with the payoff he sets and delivers, and Winningham swings and fouls out of play to the left. Which looks like it might have been up and out of the strike zone. Turn back into the batter's box. Stewart okays the sign. And again, the payoff. Winningham swings and bounces to McGuire at first. He'll take it himself, and that's him. The Reds are facing A runner left. Middle of the third, Oakland one, Cincinnati nothing. Dave Henderson leads it off as the A's bat in the third, and we have a report as far as Eric Davis, Billy Hatcher go. Billy, of course, a severe contusion in the back of the left hand, and Eric Davis... uh, contusion of the right rib cage and possibly a contusion of the kidney. And they have both been taken to Merritt Hospital here in Oakland for x-rays and further examination. Well, Jose Rio is ready to go to work on Dave Henderson. He popped out to Duncan in the first inning and looks at his strike. at 3.33, batting average, swings and fouls. The next pitch from Rio. And Jose in front 0-2. Rio back with the 0-2. Henderson checks on a fork ball that's blown away. A ball, two strikes. 1-2. Henderson checks his swing and it evens 2-2. Two, two. Andy Marsh, the first base umpire. Two balls, two strikes. Harold Baines on deck. Rio with a break-even pitch. Swing and a miss. And Rio has his third strikeout. Anderson trying to hold up, but couldn't. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what a way, Harold Baines, Baines steps in.
1: Baines in the first inning. After Rio had gone two balls, no strikes, they went on and intentionally passed him. Baines bounces a foul off first. Then Carney Lansford crossed up the strategy by singling the center to score Willie McGee with the one run of the game to this point. Baines takes it outside, one and one. Well, the Reds have lost two starters, Billy Hatcher and Eric Davis. One more, Baines swings and grounds it up the middle. But there's Larkin, easily feeling and throwing out Baines, two away. With well, two down, Arnie Lansford steps in. Arnie up an RBI is first of the series. Rio delivers. Lansford swings and a fly ball to right. Paul O'Neill drifting back, and he has it, and that's the inning. So they phase out an order for the first time in the game. And after three, it stays open one. Cincinnati nothing. Red Straley one to nothing as they bat here in the fourth. Paul O'Neill to lead it off. Paul grounded to Randolph to end the first inning. Stewart delivers and he misses outside ball one. O'Neal, a 1-11 batting average with one RBI. Like to see him get hot now. Takes the strike one and one. With Eric and Hatcher out, it would be nice to see Paul get things in stride. Stewart with the 1-1. One, O'Neill takes it and strike two call in the outside corner. A ball, two strikes. Burke hangs the sign. And Stewart delivers the one-two, and O'Neill swings and misses. Stewart gets his first strikeout. The one away, and Glenn Bragg steps in. Brags up for the second time. Glenn sent Henderson to the warning track in the second inning leading off when he hit for... Eric Davis. Stewart delivers and Brags takes it low, ball one. Each team with two base hits. Well, 1 0, Braggs takes it, strike call, and it evens 1 1. Of course, the defensive play of the game to do this point it was Willie McGee's running catch on Benzinger with Sable at first base and two out in the second inning going into right center. Braggs swings and fouls straight back. Ball two strikes to count to Glenn Braggs. <laughs> Al Morris waiting on deck. <laughs> Stewart, okay, is the sign, and the one two that swung on and fouled. Well stays the ball two strikes to Braggs. Ted Henry cleaning the plate off the home plate umpire tonight. into the line, and the one-two again. Check swing, bouncer in front of the mound, and the fork is outfield, slows the wire floor. So with two out. Now Morris steps in. Morris a fly ball to, Hendr- or to uh, Henderson in left field. when they score a work back into the banners box. Mike on the outside corner to knees, and McGuire takes a look at Ted Hendry, the plate umpire. Rio back for the 0-1. McGuire takes it and missing outside at the knees, one-on-one. He backs away from the plate. Rio delivers the one-two. Maguire takes outside. Down Evens 2-2. for the 0-1 Randolph swings and fouls out of play into the seats to the right and real quickly in follow and two to Willie Randolph and two real waiting on the sign he delivers the one two Randolph swings and he grounds to Larkin he charges field throws and that's the inning nothing across after four it stays the A's one the Reds nothing four innings. The Reds no runs, two hits, one error. The Athletics a run, two hits, and no errors. For the Reds, it'll be Chris Sabo to lead it off as we move on to the fifth. Back to the action, Marty Brennan. Thank you, Joe. Sabo, one for one. A base hit back in the second.
0: One of the two hits that the Reds have collected off Dave Stewart. Another being the double leading off the third by Joe Oliver, and the Reds really missed an opportunity there to tie the game up that going to the fifth. This man throwing the ball much better than he did at Riverfront last Tuesday night, but working with only a one-run lead as he delivers to Sabo, and Chris waves at a pitch away, a breaking ball. In hitting two home runs last night, he became the 30th player to hit two or more homers in a World Series game, and only the sixth player in World Series history to homer in consecutive innings. He goes again. He's quickly behind 0-2. It was the first time that a player from the National League had hit home runs in back-to-back innings in World Series play. He chalked up a first of sorts here last night, at least from the National League way outside a ball two strikes Stewart has struck out only one that was O'Neill in the fourth inning and has not walked a batter although hit Billy Hatcher in the first and Hatcher of course had to leave the game and Eric Davis also forced out so the Reds are without two-thirds of their starting outfield fastball upstairs and Chris laying off of it two and two two balls two strikes Henzinger on deck to be followed by Joe Oliver. Stewart kicks and throws, and Sabo takes ball three. I'll tell you, Dave Stewart's not at total command of his pitches. Basically, since this ball game got underway. He runs the string out on Sabo. Burke sends out the sign. A check out by Stewart and the payoff pitch. And it's swung on and lined over Gallego and into left field for a base hit. Rosebo continues to swing that bat. He's two for two tonight. As he opens up inning number five with a base hit, and that brings up Benzinger. And Joe mentioned the defensive play of this ballgame so far has been the play that Willie McGee turned in on Benzinger on a drive into the alley in right center in the second with two out. Had the ball gotten through it, most certainly would have scored Sabo from first base, and we would have had ourselves a tie game. But McGee came up with a big play, and quite frankly, it was a ball that Canseco would not have gotten to. And a step off by Stewart. left field to make the catch. <laughs> Be sure to listen to Jim Scott on the big one every weekday morning with Pat Berry's weather, helicopter traffic, and news every 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Oliver pulls Stewart's first pitch down the left field line for a double beginning the third inning. Joe's had a good World Series of the plate. He's now jumped his batting up through three-plus games to 400 pitch taken down a ball kind of interesting we talked last night before this game started about how the ball dies in the alleys and night ball here and how tough it is to hit a home run and after which we saw four balls fly out of this ballpark while the athletics were taking batting practice this afternoon Merv Redman, who gave us that information in getting a scouting report on the the nuances of the Oakland ballpark, fly ball left field. And Henderson will play this one. He goes back now, circles back in, and makes a play. Two outs. Merv said, you didn't use my name, did you? I said, yes, more than once. He said, well, the one thing I neglected to point out is that it stayed rather warm for most of the evening. He said the ball carries pretty well at night when, the, when uh, it's, it's warm. He said it started to cool off toward the final two or three innings of the ball game." I said, you should have told us that last night. We saw Sabo hit two and Harold Baines and Ricky Henderson hit one each. Here's Mariano Duncan who bounced back to the mound in the third. He swings and misses on a pitch up in his eyes. His inability to get the ball to the right side of the infield. After Oliver had doubled to start off inning number three, was the big out for Dave Stewart. And here in the fifth inning, Sabo opens with a single, but Benzinger and Oliver have back-to-back fly balls to left. Duncan has seen nothing but right-handed pitching in this World Series, and it certainly has a whole lot to do with a 182 batting average. Off-speed pitches in for strike two. As you know, he tore up left-handers during the season, but got around 220, 225 against right-handers, and for one, Oakland doesn't have a right-handed or a left-handed starter in this World Series. They've got... Some down in their bullpen, relievers Rick Honeycutt, Kurt Young, who started most of the year, Joe Klink. 0-2, two out. The pitch. And he went. Looked like he went. He did. Says first base umpire Randy Marsh. Second picked up a stolen base. We'll begin it, followed by Ricky Henderson and then Willie McGee. Jose Rijo pitching well tonight, but on the short end of a one to nothing score, giving up a run scoring two out single to Carney Lansford in the first inning. Oakland has been checked on two hits, and they both came in the first. The pitch is at the knee's first strike. And since walking Henderson in the second, he has retired. Seven batters in a row, and of those seven, he has struck out four. Diego taking, strike two. Suffered a right rib cage injury and a possible kidney injury trying to catch a sinking liner off the bat of Willie McGee that went for a double in the Oakland first inning. And he also has been taken to Merritt Hospital. Strike is called and another one in on Henderson, 0-2. Make that a ball and a strike. First pitch missing, this pitch in. One ball, one strike on Henderson. He's had in this World Series so far have been for extra bases, two doubles and a home run. Pitch is low, ball two, two and one. Oakland Coliseum. That's been bothering me since yesterday. Here's the pitch, and it's high and inside. Reds lost to Houston, 3-2. San Diego beat the Dodgers, 7-3. San Francisco knocked off Atlanta. Montreal got the Cardinals. Does beat the Phillies. One number missing in that New York-Pittsburgh game. And they got the American League scores on the other side. A 3-2 pitch. And strike three is called. He rings Henderson up now for Rio and Ricky didn't like the call by the American League umpire and he's got a word or two for him as he heads
1: on back to the Oakland dugout Rick was looking for the fastball and Jose got him with a slider and uh, pretty good pitch. He's retired nine straight. He has struck
0: out seven. He goes to work on Willie McGee who began this string of nine in a row with a strikeout in the second He had that double in the first inning and scored the game's only run. He swings and grounds it foul. Oakland trying to do something tonight and talking about being in a position where they're down three games to none. No American League team trailing three games to none has ever won game four leading 1-0 tonight in the fifth inning. Here's a looper over third, but foul into the Oakland bullpen. The five American League teams who have lost the first three games have all gone down to defeat in game four. The 1914 A's, the 1922 Yankees, the 54 Indians, the 63 Yankees, and more recently, but still 14 long years ago when the Reds swept the 76 Yankees. Foul again by McGee, 0-2 and holding. Team has never lost four postseason games in a row since moving west from Kansas City. But still, anybody's game. One nothing in the fifth inning. The pitch, and he missed and not by much. A ball. One run, two hits for Oakland. No runs, three hits, and one. continues to make contract. Well, he's an Oakland youngster, and I would imagine he'd like to hang around here, given the kind of success the Oakland club has had in the last three years and what their future might hold as far as 1991 is concerned. It all boils down to whether or not Sandy Alderson and the rest of the Oakland hierarchy are willing to pay out the dough necessary to keep him in an A's uniform. the way he can swing the bat. Hard hit ground ball, Duncan makes a pickup. And he'll throw McGee out, and that ends the inning. And for the third straight time, Oakland has gone down in order. Yet at the end of five, they lead Cincinnati 1-0. Jonaksaw Marty Brenneman back at the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. We're in the sixth, and it's a close encounter. One-nothing. Oakland trying to save off elimination. Down three games to none. Got a first inning run-off Rio. While the Reds have not been able to get the plate in five turns at the plate against Dave Stewart. At the top of the order coming up, Barry Larkin, who's fly to center, had bounced out to third we've been uh, talking about all year long and tallying up the monies accrued due to base hits by Barry Larkin for the Caring Program for Children. If Barry keeps hitting and the Reds ultimately win this World Series, a number of needy Ohio children receiving health care through the Caring Program for Children could reach at least 550. And Barry, of course, has had an excellent World Series so far. Thing started here in the sixth inning as Stewart comes to him and the pitch is high and tight a ball. Cellular One announced yesterday it will double its season-long contributions to the Caring Program if the Reds defeat the A's in the series and Barry of course has done extremely well and since Community Mutual Blue Cross and Blue Shield matches all Caring Program contributions dollar for dollar, Cellular One's season, and that it would be enough to enroll 538 children. Two balls and no strikes on Larkin, and Barry takes high, ball three. Stewart has gone to within one pitch out of the strike zone away from putting Larkin on to begin the sixth. in the third and bounced out to Mark McGuire so Stewart walks his first of the night and now faces Winningham as Lansford creeps in on the grass at third base Larkin with excellent speed and a step off by Stewart that is about as predictable as the sun coming up he has done it every time when well, the man has reached first base, he'll show you that quick step off and take the quick look over to the belt and to the plate. Winningham tried to put a bunt down, but did not get it. No, he didn't offer at of the ball.
1: Light, shining it into Herm's eyes and Lou picked it up right now and let's see if they find the culprit and uh, remove him from the ballpark well the police officer standing right down there at the
0: on the warning track looking up into the stands Frank Pulley pointed out the person in question and now With the walkie-talkie, the police officer has uh, gotten one of the stadium ushers or attendants to come down in the area to see exactly, that's exactly what it was, a flashlight. I guess when desperate times arise desperate measures are needed and that Oakland fan feels if a flashlight might help the cause of his ball club why not but Lou Piniella picked it up immediately and it didn't take him long he might well have
1: wasted a few bucks he might he? have they're taking him out of the park mm-hmm. well you dance you gotta pay the fiddler and he danced and he's gonna
0: pay here's Whittingham now with a count of a ball and no strikes Lansford well in a third by Stewart to look over Winningham waiting Stewart stretches pauses Larkin goes the pitch is going on line drive left field that's going to be a base hit here comes Barry to third and dropped by Henderson all hands are safe and the Reds have them on the corners with nobody out Larkin got an excellent jump on Dave Stewart and Winningham line one over Gallego and into left center field and Larkin not hesitating Henderson had every intention in the world of going to third and simply
1: dropped the ball well I think Kerm will have a new bat the next time he goes to the plate but that's beside the point and Barry just kept right on going knowing he's
0: even. And the pitch to Big Paul O'Neill is fouled back and out of fl- strike one. <laughs> O'Neal has bounced to second and has struck out. Makes up for a lot of lost ground in this World Series. He His average now stands at 091. three. The infield back at double play depth. They'll give up the run. All over his last seven. with runners in scoring position. Stewart back to the plate and it swung on and popped up. The shortstop will play at Mike Gallego and Stewart a third of the way home. bring up Glenn Braggs and Braggs since taking over as a pinch hitter in the second for Eric Davis has flied to left and chopped one out in front of the plate only to be thrown out by catcher Jamie Quirk. For the absolute best sports coverage in town, keep it on the big one for Chris Collinsworth Sports Talk and 2020 Sports all weekend long. It's on your official World Series station, 700 WLW. Popped up to short, and nobody able to go anywhere. It's now up to Braggs to try and get Larkin home from third. Stewart throwing, Braggs taking outside, ball one. and nothing on Braggs, Larkin at third, Winningham leading at first. Braggs takes high, ball three. And the fan's starting to get a little bit uneasy. And if he loses Braggs, he'll be facing Hal Morris with the bases loaded. Worth looking into the Oakland dugout. to batter in the first five innings tonight. Dave Stewart has issued two of them in the sixth. Peace. Uh-huh.
1: and hit deep in the... field, plays in, hopefully a off Sabo at the plate, Stewart the stretch, and the pitch, and Oliver swings and pulls it down the left field line, but it's going to be a foul ball, 0-1, well, Jamie Quirk will have a word with Dave Stewart, nothing Oakland the Reds threatening once again they had first and third and nobody out in the sixth couldn't score now it's Sable a third with one out here in the 7th Owen 0-1 the count to Oliver Stewart the stretch and the pitch and Oliver swings and misses the pitch down and away
0: A two out single to center by Carney Lansford that scored Willie McGee, who had doubled. That ball and would cause the injury to Eric Davis. Here's a pop. Foul territory right side and falling into the Cincinnati bullpen untouched. 48,613 here tonight for game four. 48,613. figure of 218,904. Two in Cincinnati and two in Oakland. Stewart rocks, kicks, and fires. And Larkin hits it hard. Base hit. That ball's into left center field. Dave Henderson coming over to make the pickup and wheel it back for the infield. And let's ring the old cash register one more time. Another $1,000 donation for the Caring Program for Children one and Community Mutual it now stands at $62,400 and that base hit by Larkin will stir him up in the Oakland bullpen and yes Dennis Eckersley will start to throw along with left-hander Rick Honeycutt (laughs) well Herm Winningham who has had a base hit in two times to the plate him shallow at third base. Six hits now for the Reds. Larkin's first of the night as he leads at first base. And a stretch and a pitch. And here's a bunt attempt, but foul. And that ball apparently went off the left wrist of plate on fire Eckersley with a base hit at Riverfront on Wednesday night and this one here one to nothing Oakland the Reds have had pressure all night long and opportunities and have simply not been able to come up with a key hit or a fly ball and Stewart steps off checks Larkin out at 1st you've attempted but one stolen base tonight and that was Hatcher after being hit by a pitch in the first inning and Jamie Quirk threw him out. Winningham takes the bat away and that's strike two. The bun off the third base side. A good one picked up by Quirk. Throwing, didn't get it. Base hit by Winningham. Good bunt by Herm. Stewart broke off the mound. Quirk ran out to the third base side, picked it up, fired to McGuire, and Winningham beat it out, and the Reds had their first two men on base. Oh, as Joe is wont to say, here we go again. We can tell you the only sacrifice bunt he had the entire 1990 season was in the first game of the year that extra inning win down in Houston. And now that Larkin and Winningham have put together back to back base hits, at least on the first pitch, O'Neill showed bunt. The runners lead Stewart deals and O'Neill bunts third base side. That's a good one. Stewart with only one play and he almost safe safe. safe. The throw took Randolph off the bag and O'Neill is aboard. and the bases are loaded down an excellent bunt. Stewart picked it up and threw. Randolph reached into foul territory with his foot on the bag but had to come off in the opinion of Randy Marsh and the Reds have loaded him up with nobody out and Tony out there arguing now with Randy Marsh. Willie Randolph is coming in on the conversation but boy give O'Neill a lot of credit. He got a good one down. And it looked like O'Neal pulled something and route to first
1: base. play we saw. He's off the bat.
0: on the way and Braggs fouls it back and out of play and that looked like a pretty good pitch to hit it is indeed amazing given the plight of this Oakland ball club that uh, that Tony LaRussa is electing to stay with Dave Stewart rather than bring on Dennis Eckersley
1: I think that's what Eckersley's for
0: A pitch and it's swung on and grounded toward shortstop fielded by gallego he throws to second and that's all they get they get the force out at second base on paul O'Neill as larkin comes across with a tying run winningham goes to third and Bragg sticks up the run batted in so it's all tied up at 1-1 here in the eighth inning with a go-ahead run down at third base and the batter hal morris now or Lou Pinella out of the dugout signaling for Morris to come back. He wants to talk with Hal. And this kid has really struggled. We mentioned prior to him grounding in that, that one-out bases loaded double play in the sixth inning. How he's simply not been able to get the ball in the air. And It looks like Tony LaRouche is going to call on left-hander Rick Honeycutt, although he's not made the motion down there
1: as yet. He's just now reached the mound. Well, of course, Hal has had his opportunities in the sixth inning Had a...
0: getting a base hit, at least hit a fly ball deep enough to enable Winningham to score from third. Stewart, of course, working out of the stretch and his pitch, and it's taken down low. Ball one, and he had squared the butt. I don't know if a suicide, I mean, a safety squeeze might have been on.
1: Marty, I think maybe uh, to keep him from swinging at the first pitch, that uh, Lou, this is just a guess, Lou said, hey, you go
0: bluff a bun on the first pitch. A step or so in on the grass at third as Joe mentioned Gallego and Randolph are about halfway and a step off by Stewart credit Braggs with a run batted in grounded to short they got the force play on O'Neill, who appeared to pull something running from home plate to first base then went in and attempted successfully to break up a double play now the 1-0 NOFA throw on to first base and and Braggs is back seven hits an error for the Reds a run two hits and an error for the A's the game is tied here in the eighth inning at 1-1 the go-ahead run at third base in Winningham Morris waiting on the pitch and Stewart unloading to the plate and a swing and a high fly ball hit back into right field that's gonna get the job done Willie McGee makes the catch Winningham tags and comes home inning and taken a two-to-one lead. Well, after frustration after frustration, Hal Morris drives one back into right field and Winningham scores after the catch by McGee. Cincinnati has taken a one-run lead and a big step toward a possible four-game series sweep. Sabo who is three for three tonight. Eight hits in his last ten times up in this World Series and the pitch to him is taken first right. Sabo has collected nine hits in the four games so a hit now would equal the World Series record for total hits in a four game series. And the runner goes and the pitch is fouled off come back and the count is nothing and two on the Reds' third baseman now batting an even 600 in this World Series it looks like the Reds are going to get their bullpen up and going Randall Kirk will start to throw along with Rob Dibble Stewart had two strikes Bragg's back at first the pitch and a very high pop up will be in play in foul territory. Jamie Quirk defers to Mark McGuire, who makes the catch, and that ends the inning, but the Reds get two runs on two hits, one error, and one left, and at the end of seven and a half, it's the Reds two, and the Athletics one. The Reds have taken a two to one lead. Oakland comes to bat in the bottom of the eighth inning, Jose Rio. 16 in a row since walking Ricky Henderson with two out in the 2nd We'll be facing a pinch hitter to begin the Oakland 8. The left-handed batter catcher Ron Hassey to hit for Mike Gallego. Then Ricky Henderson. Then Willie McGee. And if he needs any help, plenty of weights in the red bullpen with right-hander Rob Dibble and left-hander Randall Kirk Myers. Hassey hit 213 during the regular year. Five home 22 RBIs. Rio through seven has been magnificent. His first pitch of the eighth inning to Hasse and it's taken for a second first strike. Ron was the first game starter behind the plate, or make that the second game starting catcher for Oakland. He checks his swing on a fastball, and the count evens at one ball, one strike. And drove. Number two, he had a hit in three times up and got an RBI on a sacrifice fly. One ball, one strike. Rio sights the sign, kicks, and he throws, and the pitch is in the dirt as he goes down as the ball bounces away from Joe Oliver. So two and one on the pinch hitter for Oakland. A Hal Morris sacrifice fly. 1-1 1-1 tie after Bragg's get into a force play at second to get the tying run into the top of this inning. And at this stage, he can bet the ranch that Lou Pinella will not waste any time in going to his nasty boys, and Dibble and Chara and Myers are the two guys that are up and ready if needed. Here's the pitch, and he went, strike two. Two balls, two strikes. Jose Canseco of the Oakland lineup tonight and has played the role of spectator. Riho with a break-even pitch and Hasse grounds one towards second base. Duncan makes a pickup. He throws and there's one out. That will bring up Ricky Henderson who's fly to left, walked and struck out. to Henderson has taken strike, and Reho has been absolutely amazing. First pitch, strike after strike after strike. Nothing in one to count. Henderson with one out on the bottom of the eighth. Taking, and that pitch just a little bit high to level the count at 1-1. I'll tell you, win or lose this ball game, a big amount of credit has to go to Jimmy Stewart and Larry Barton Jr. for the scouting reports that they turned in on Oakland before this series ever got underway. Henderson swings and misses and it's a ball in two strikes. Larry a West Coast scout for many years in the Reds organization. Jimmy of course a Reds advanced scout looking at major league clubs during the year and you you just can't underline the importance enough of the good job that they have done. Here's a pitch, and Henderson goes. He went, yes indeed. Hendry throws the right hand up. Oliver drops the ball and now will throw on to first base to complete the strikeout. And Hendry gives it to Henderson one more time just to let him know you're gone. That is eight strikeouts for Rio. And with every out he records, I'll tell you, it's going to be awfully tough to determine if the Reds win this game, who's going to be the most valuable player. Rijo would certainly be a serious contender if the Reds go on to win tonight and complete a four-game series sweep. Along with people like Chris Sabo and and Billy Hatcher, those guys down in the bullpen, it's not going to be easy choice at all. Here's Willie McGee with two out, and he swings and hits it to center field. Winningham moving toward right center he's got it and the A's are out in order and that's 19 in a row now retired by Reho and at the end of eight the Reds one inning away from a world championship they lead the A's two to one. 2-1 Cincinnati, we're in the top of the ninth inning here at the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum Dave Stewart still on the mound as he goes to work against Todd Benzinger and the pitch is swung on and bounced to Randolph at second he moves toward first to field and he tosses on to Mark McGuire a change on the Oakland infield Mike Bordick, the rookie who we alluded to earlier tonight has now taken over at shortstop from Mike Gallego and the hitter is Joe Oliver he's doubling three times up twice in the eighth inning. Here's a pitch to Oliver, and it swung on and fouled away. Strike one. Myers and Dibble have now retired to the bullpen bench. They will no doubt be back up and throwing when Reho goes back out in the bottom of the ninth inning. on 700 WLW. Dave Anderson has retired the first two batters in the ninth inning and now goes to work on Mariano Duncan. He throws and Duncan takes a strike sure Dave Stewart has to wonder or will be wondering as he heads for that third base dugout when he gets a final out of the Reds ninth inning whether he will get a chance to pitch again in 1990 here's a pitch and it's swung on and that one's in the air to center field Dave Henderson will lead off the bottom of the ninth makes a catch and that's all for Cincinnati after eight and a half innings of baseball the Reds are three outs away from the world title they lead Oakland Athletics, after a great year that saw them win 103 games during the regular season and then sweep the Red Sox in the American League Championship Series, have come down to three final outs. They trail the Reds by one. Cincinnati, with a World Championship in its grasp for the first time in 14 years, and Rio will have to get some tough customers to nail it down. Dave Henderson leads it off, and the pitch is swung on and missed. Once again, Myers and Dibble are up in the bullpen. A right-handed batter in Henderson, a left-handed batter in Baines, and a right-handed swinger in Carney That is the trio who will definitely bat off Reho here in the ninth inning. His strike one pitch to Henderson is foul straight back, and Reho in front 0-2. For the record, Henderson is popped to second, struck out, and fly to center field. He takes his time, settling back in. The outfield is deep and straight away. Rijo rocking on the mound, throwing, and just down low and close enough for Henderson to think about. He started the batter round ever so briefly and was able to check it in time. One ball, two strikes. Bragg's defense left, Winningham in center, O'Neal in right. Sabo deep at third, guarding the line as Benzinger is at first. Here's a pitch, and strike three call. He got him looking, and that is nine strikeouts for Jose Rijo it is the 20th consecutive batter that he has put aside since the walk to Henderson with two out in the second inning and now Lou Pinella slowly making his way out of the dugout and we are probably going to see Randy Myers be brought on to face a left-handed batter which would then possibly put in the mind of one manager Tony La Russa, to bring Jose Canseco off the bench to hit. Lou has just now reached the stadium mound Rio standing there with hands on hips and the call has immediately gone to the bullpen for Randall Kirk Myers. So, Rio, nothing short of brilliant tonight for eight and one-third innings. Leaves having retired 20 in a row and nine strikeouts and leads by a run. Myers will come on to attempt to finish it and we'll be back in just a moment. Randy Myers on in relief and as expected, Tony La counters that move bringing on the Cuban as he is affectionately known on the Oakland Ball Club. Jose Canseco to pinch it for Harold Baines. The much maligned Canseco in this World Series the problems he had defensively in right field in the two games at Riverfront and his anemic bat with only one hit in 11 times up that a home run at Riverfront on Wednesday night a gargantuan blast to the opposite field into the green seats and right and he stepped to the plate now a non-starter tonight it was shocking in many four play tonight with one final chance at producing and the pitch from Myers is at the knees for a call strike we may see Randy Myers face well well we'll see he's facing Conseco, batting for Baines and we may well see Rob Dibble come on to face Carney Lansford but Myers gets a quick strike in the Reds leading two to one with one out on the ninth The pitch on the way and a tie to even the count after a year that saw him hit 37 home runs while driving in 101 runs tailed off badly in the final six, seven weeks of the year because of a back problem Myers unloading and it's foul back and will fall just below our broadcast booth Randy in front, one ball, two strikes Oakland led until the Reds scored twice in the eighth and that's the score, 2-1, to one, Cincinnati two outs away from a world championship Eight in the third innings two hits one run earned three walks one intentional and nine strikeouts Myers to the belt and to the plate and it's high and it's two and two it has become a rather chilly night here in Oakland California the Reds fans with the ball club sitting in the upper deck and they are way up in the sky that the bullpen and the nasty boys can finish it off. Can go with a late swing, but with good bat speed and got around on it to foul it off. The A's came into this fourth game with a team batting average of 245. Compare that with the Reds 342. Oakland has been checked on only a first inning double by Willie McGee and a run scoring single by Carney Lansford. They've not had a hit since the first. It is two and two on Kenseiko. Oliver sets a target, the pitch, and just missing with a breaking ball down and in to run it full. O'Meyer so steps back on again as he's run the string out. Kenseiko right down on the end of the bat, swung on, shot toward third. Sabo charges. He gets, he throws, and they're two out. ground ball to a charging Chris Sabo at third. And now, will Lou Pinella stay with Randy Myers against Carney Lansford, or will he bring on right-hander Rob Dibble? (laughs) Apparently, he's going to stay with Myers, and Lansford, who has had the last Oakland hit, steps to the plate representing Oakland's last hope. He has since the first single fly out and grounded out. Myers kicks and throws. Lanford takes it high. Ball one. Their last World Series appearance in 1976 resulted in a four game sweep of the New York Yankees. Fourteen years later they're trying to do it to Oakland. And Myers comes head high. Two balls and no strikes. Jamie Quirk is due to bat next, but we note that Terry Steinbach has come out of the dugout and has moved to the on-deck circle. And if Randy Myers is unable to knock off Lansford, I think without question we'll see Dibble brought into the ballgame. He has grounded out Canseco after Reho struck out Henderson to begin the night. Myers needs a strike, and it's shot foul off third, two and one. 7-0 in game one, Cincinnati, 5-4 in 10 in the second game at Riverfront. Last night, 7 in the third, the Reds roll to an 8-3 victory, and they lead 2-1 with one out to go in the bottom of the ninth inning, one out away from a world's title. Myers underhanding the ball that Ted Hendry gave to him and gets a new one back and typically goes to the third base side of the mound and walks straight up to the fishing rubber. Lansford, good hitting Oakland third baseman. Steps in, levels of bat. And Myers bringing it. And the pitch is hit in the air. Foul, off first. Benzinger backing and calling. And the 1990 World Championship belongs to the Cincinnati Reds. As you might expect, they pile out of the dugout. They are jumping up and high-fiving. All smiles as Lou Pinella and his coaching staff out of the dugout, gloves and caps all over the infield, the Cincinnati Reds have done the absolute improbable by defeating the club considered to be the best in Major League Baseball, and they've done it in a four-game series sweep. Are in a huddle around the mound, just to the first base side of the mound. Security guards have come out and onto the field. The Oakland players, they have to be in a shock state of shock as they have been since game one when the Reds beat Dave Stewart 7 to nothing, and they have never looked back. Fourteen years have gone by where the Reds have been sitting and watching. And now in 1990, they have claimed a world championship and they have without question stamped themselves In this first year of a new decade, as unquestionably the best team in Major League Baseball. Two to one tonight to complete the series sweep. We'll be back in just a moment. The scene down on the field here at the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum is something that all of you have seen many, many times before. Obviously, it's extra special tonight because those celebrating are wearing Cincinnati red. Most of the players have now left the field. Joe Oliver, we can see, is still out there. Jose Rijo is being interviewed by his father-in-law, Juan Marichal, the man who Joe, of course, had on his pregame show tonight. Juan, a part of the broadcasting team, sending the game back to the uh, Dominican Republic and uh, Puerto Rico, Venezuela the other Latin American countries and Rio right now appears to be the only Reds player still on the field along with Glenn Braggs no doubt being interviewed uh, to be sent out I would imagine to Hawaii. The Reds trail for most of the night. They were able to rally for two runs in the eighth inning. Glenn Braggs reached on a fielder's choice to get the tying run in and then Hal Morris who's had a most frustrating World Series in his rookie year in Major League Baseball delivered a fly ball to Willie McGee in right field that brought Herm Winningham home with a run that proved to be the game winner. The pitching tonight was unbelievable. Jose Rio left with one out in the ninth inning uh, after getting the first batter. uh, Dave Henderson on a call third strike. 19 batters in a row. Rio retired down the stretch. Randy Myers picked up where he left off. He got uh, pinch hitter Canseco to ground out to Sabo at third and then ended it and wrapped up the world championship getting Carney Lansford on a foul pop to first baseman Todd Benzinger. Two runs, seven hits, one error, and seven men left on for the world champion Cincinnati Reds. One run, two hits, one error, and four men left on for the Oakland Athletics. Reho gets his second victory in this World Series. I gotta like his chances of being the most valuable player. And a save goes to Randy Myers. The loss, of course, pinned on Dave Stewart who went all the way in a losing effort, his second losing effort in the four-game series sweep. The Reds, uh, I don't know what more you can say about them. Overachievers, I have to wonder. They simply kicked their level of play up one or two notches when the regular season came to an end and the postseason started. Beating the Pirates four out of six in the National League Championship Series and doing what nobody ever expected to happen, and that is sweep the Oakland Athletics four in a row to win the World Championship. Two to one, the final score. Stay tuned. Joe comes up next with the star of the game show. We, of course, a little bit later on will be back down interviewing the people involved in what has been a truly memorable season. So stay tuned. Joe coming up next with the star of the game show. Once again, the final score as the Reds complete a four-game series sweep to win the world's title beating Oakland tonight 2-1.